VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk. Ladies and gentlemen, it was four years ago. Four years ago, late November 2019, that what we now call COVID-19 broke out in Wuhan, China. You'll remember the rapid spread, the mixed messages given that masks do not work. And then the same individuals asked uh, and advocated uh, for forced masking, not just one, but two and perhaps three. We all remember the shutdown of society and and uh, we learned what businesses were essential, which ones were not. We remember that churches were closed, but Planned Parenthood could stay open. We saw the vaccination mandate given for many to keep their jobs in health care or education or the military or in multiple other businesses, and many people did lose their jobs, refusing to take the shot. We saw schools shut down, students' grades plummet, and we saw vast changes in the election processes, violating statutory and constitutional law with special rules arbitrarily put into place on absentee voting, drop boxes, photo ID, and, and perhaps uh, have forever changed our election systems. And now, ladies and gentlemen, four years later, as we go into the next presidential election season, there are reports of outbreaks of a bacterial respiratory illness, a pneumonia in northern China that has emerged. Hospitalizations reportedly are in the increase. Again, we have the World Health Organization springing into action as last week they're requesting from the Chinese government detailed information on the rise of respiratory illnesses. In a public statement, the WHO is recommending that the people of China follow measures to reduce the risk of respiratory illness. Measures include recommended vaccination, keeping distance from people who are ill, staying home when ill, getting tested, medical care as needed, wearing masks as appropriate, ensuring good ventilation, regular hand washing. Sound familiar? Articles are now appearing in newspapers around the world that this could be the next COVID. Joining us today on this and so many other related issues, we welcome back Dr. Elizabeth Lee Vallit, President and CEO of Truth for Health Foundation. Since uh, February of 2020, she has been part of a team of frontline physicians treating COVID early at home. Uh, with Dr. Peter McCullough, she is the co-author and editor of the Guide to COVID Early Treatment, Options to Stay Out of the Hospital and Save Your Life. She's past director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, received her MD degree and in internship in internal medicine at Eastern Virginia Medical School, and completed special training at Johns Hopkins. She is speaking today as an independent physician, not as a spokesperson for any healthcare system or pharmaceutical company or insurance plan or a political party, but she is a patient advocate. Dr. Valit, welcome back here to Crosstalk. Thank you so much, Jim. And it's a pleasure to be back with you. I, I want to remind your listeners, this is exactly the lockstep pattern that they unfolded in December 2019, January, February 2020. Exactly the same. Something breaking out in China, something mysterious, something ginning up the fear on hospitalizations and serious illness, and this could be a pandemic, it's all the same playbook, it's the same fear-mongering propaganda, and it is designed to scare people, and we're going into another election year. Mm -hmm. we, they have been telling us, they meaning public health, Fauci, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, the WHO, the WHO Pandemic Treaty, the WEF, anyone who's been paying attention has been hearing the fact that all of those people I just named have been telling us there's another pandemic coming, even Bill Gates smirkingly said, and they'll take it seriously this time, the next time. This is part of the game plan, the end goal to disrupt the 2024 election, push us into more tyranny, collapse the economy, cloward Piven. We've just been dealing with all of the border issues right here in Arizona. 15,000 illegals being brought across our border by Department of Homeland Security. 
in collusion with Pima County officials, Pima County buses, Pima County facilities, Santa Cruz County, sheriffs in both of those counties, open border, checkpoints closed, 15000 a day. Now, you do the math. This is all designed to flood our system. Mm -hmm. And the DHS buses with blacked-out windows are taking the illegals from the border north on I-19 and transporting them, paying for airline tickets all over the country. This is all part of the plan to disrupt America Mm -hmm. in 2024. Do not be misled by the fear-mongering about the virus in China. It's designed to distract you from what's happening on our border. And and let me also yes. mention, Dr. Valit, that this, the fear-mongering has got to be in place because we're just months away again. I believe it's next May in which this 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 uh, international pandemic treaty, they tried to pass this last year and it was it was stopped uh, in its tracks, but not but at, at that time, but only for an effort to, to make another push this coming May for really a surrender of our sovereignty as a nation. Well, let me give you a more chilling deadline. May is not the problem. What we've been working on with our international team on the Whistleblower Report and the Truth Health Foundation is the fact that the deadline for countries to refuse to participate is December 1. That is Friday this week. If countries do not refuse by December 1st, Friday, this week, I emphasize again, if they don't refuse by Friday, December 1st, then it is automatically going to take effect in May. This is the line in the sand right now, this week. So far, we only have three countries in the world that have refused this new WHO pandemic It's called a treaty, but it's essentially a global takeover of entire public health response and total sovereignty of every nation on Earth. Estonia, and I believe it was Bulgaria and New Zealand. Only three countries out of all of the member nations of the WHO. So America and everyone listening around the world to your show, Jim, need to stop what they're doing this week and contact their elected officials in your country, wherever you are, wherever you are hearing this program, and get your citizens around you, your family, your friends, your networks, to start pushing. Stop this treaty on December 1st. After December 1st, it's too late. It's going to take effect in May 2024. That's the urgency of it, and that's why... Look at what they're doing, Jim. That's, it's all part of the asymmetric warfare, the cognitive warfare mm-hmm. distraction. They are distracting us with the fear-mongering about all the news headlines, all of the media, yes. all the talking heads are doing the same thing. They're parroting the script. They're all saying the same thing. They're all focused on China and a virus thousands of miles away. They're covering up the border damage across our entire southern border and our northern border. I have people on our military advisory council in Maine who are talking about the influx of Chinese across the border into Maine. This is very real. This is in our backyard. We don't need to worry about the virus in China. They're bringing it across our southern border, our northern border, Mm -hmm. and the diseases are rising, tuberculosis and viral illnesses and many of the Chagas disease and all sorts of diseases that are coming across the border with these unscreened illegals. Let me, so well, let me clar- that's our backyard. Yeah, so let me clarify further on this, because we are not signing anything at this point, but you're saying that countries must opt out in order to not be a part of this when it all comes together this coming May? Yes, that's exactly right. Hmm. That's the deadline, December 1st. In fact, some of our Truth for Health Foundation advisors are speaking at the conference in Croatia on Friday, December 1st, to try and stop, get countries in Eastern Europe to refuse 
and continue to wake people up to push for the citizens' need to push elected officials to not comply and to opt out of the WHO. Practically every organization that I'm in contact with on this front to preserve our sovereignty are all pushing for stop the WHO treaty December 1st. You need, the countries have to opt out. So who who is making this decision? Is this solely the Biden administration, HHS, uh, CDC, etc.? Or is this because we are not seeing... Well, no, for the U.S., it, it's the Biden administration, and the Biden administration has said that they plan to accept it. Right. And, 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 and Congress is not involved with this, even though they should be. The Senate is the one who is to ratify treaties, but, but, <laughs> but, but they're not, they're, they're calling it something else so that it doesn't need ratification, though it really does. Um, well, that's correct. Congress could take a stand and demand, and Congress can cut the funding for the UN. Congress can cut the funding for, the House can cut the funding for the WHO, for the UN. The UN is pushing this. The U.N. is also pushing Americans to stop eating meat to preserve right. climate change. Right. This is absurd. Right. This is all about curtailing every freedom you have. And at the same time, continuing to promote, though not as, as vocal right now that we're seeing, but will that's very much part of this treaty, uh, is is that of uh, digital health certificates and, and digital, uh, you know, IDs for flying, everything. That, that's all incorporated into this exactly. as well, a tracking mechanism. And to be able to use your own money. The digital ID tied to the digital passport, tied to mandatory vaccination, tied to digital currency, is all programmable by the government, and if you have not, if you're not up to date, it's already happening in the UK. This is what the people in the UK are so up in arms about. I work with these people every week, and people who are trying to stop this. They, this, the EU has already announced they plan to implement digital ID, digital passport, mandatory vaccination, and digital currency. This is what Europeans are fighting right now. It's ongoing right now. So it's all tied together. And if you haven't gotten shots, you're not going to be able to access the money in your account. That's what digital currency is all about. They can program it to be able to be accessed with what they determine you can buy. They, meaning those in control, And I think we're already seeing that those in control in the United States are lawlessly trampling on the Constitution at every turn. Censorship is rampant. The borders are open. The courts have a double standard. If you are one of the politically correct Biden administration um, devotees, you get a pass on crimes, civil and criminal, and if you are a patriot expressing your free speech, you get put in jail, like the J6ers who are still tortured and imprisoned. Friends, we're going to take a quick break here on Crosstalk. Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valite is our guest. Uh, Website, truthforhealth.org, truthforhealth.org. More information after the break. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, how did Darwin come up with the idea of evolution? Chris Charles Darwin was actually preparing to be a pastor. His real interest, however, was in the study of nature. Sometimes school kids are taught that Darwin was a believer in creation until he went to the Galapagos and saw that the facts of nature pointed otherwise. This is not true. Darwin's grandfather, Erasmus Darwin, was a renowned scientist and poet back in the 1700s. He was also a vicious anti-Christian. In 1770, he began to promote evolutionary ideas. When Charles Darwin wrote his book, Origin of Species, he repeated the main examples of evolution used by his grandfather. He rejected scripture in favor of his grandfather's evolutionary ideas and thereby affected the whole Western world. How much better if he had gone back to Genesis and seen the truth that's recorded there. Thanks, Dr. John. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valid is with us here today. And friends, yes, there is scare, a scare going worldwide about a new pandemic approaching. Uh, talking about it, but also many other things that are that are lurking here that, 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 that give you a sense of what the bigger picture is in all of this. Now, Dr. Valit, we know that the CDC is is really not happy right now. They've got this new COVID-19 shot that they're telling people you must get. And only at last figure I saw, you may have updated information, but just 14 percent of U.S. adults have received one of the new shots. And yet they're virtually recommending this for all Americans and people are just not buying it. Well, thank goodness. It means we've done our job to warn people that these COVID shots, these mRNA experimental injections or gene therapy agents, they're dangerous. Dr. Mike Eden has been warning the world at every opportunity since October 2020. And let me me just interject. Let me interject here because people may not recognize who this is, but he is a former uh, vice president at Pfizer. Is that correct? Yes, former vice president, chief scientist worldwide for respiratory pharmacology, 30 years in the rational, safe development of new drugs for respiratory condition. Mm -hmm. He understands design of medicines and these vaccines. He has analyzed the scientific decision-making at every step of the ingredients that were put into this technology. And at every choice point, Dr. Yeadon is unequivocal. They chose the more dangerous option at each time. And he said, I know, I worked with many of these people. I know these people. I know they are competent scientists. They did not make a mistake. This was a choice. And he can go through chapter and verse on that. But my point is that the shots are dangerous. The more shots you get, the more boosters you get, the more damage to the blood vessels, the blood clotting, turning off the genes that help prevent you from getting cancer, inflammation of the heart, inflammation of the brain. The brain inflammation is very real. We have never had any traditional vaccine that crossed into the blood-brain barrier. These were designed with a lipid coating, the lipid nanoparticle coating that drives the mRNA technology and toxic ingredients across the blood-brain barrier, causing inflammation and toxicity to the brain. That's why you have so many people complaining of brain fog and fuzzy thinking, and they, they can't, they have trouble with memory. It's not just that dementia is on the rise. It's that the frontal lobe, the limbic system, these areas of the brain are being damaged by this ongoing inflammation. I see it in my own patients that didn't listen to my warnings and went ahead and Some other doctor or family members push them to get the shot and they continue to get boosters. They are declining in their health with every booster. And the data from Europe, some of the European experts that have analyzed this data, by the fifth booster shot or booster, in other words, first two shots and then three boosters, by the fifth shot, your risk, your excess risk of death rises more than 50% Hmm. higher than what would have been normal. It's staggering damage. um, So I'm grateful that people are finally waking up. Everybody I talk to knows someone who has been damaged after getting the COVID shot. Yeah. So people are seeing it. You know, I, I was reading to uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, who we co-authored that work with, but he, he says what we're witnessing, he called a tsunami of cardiac arrest since the, you know, the oh, whole yeah. advent of this going on. And he said in virtually every case, the COVID-19 vaccination status, though, is not disclosed to the public meaning that trying to keep the public in the dark on this, but he, he and we're in, and, and doctor, as you know, we're seeing this in, in young children. We're seeing it in, in teenagers, uh, young adults, uh, older ones. We as have well. never had sudden death of young, healthy people and elite athletes and working age people to the magnitude we're seeing now. Never. 
in my entire lifetime have we seen anything like this. And Dr. McCullough's right. It's a tsunami of heart damage. But he's not. that doesn't take into account the tsunami of late stage, stage four aggressive cancers that are being diagnosed late and people are dead two and three and four weeks later. And is that a result of the shot or a result of not getting tested when, when the shutdowns took place? No, 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 no. It is absolutely a direct effect of multiple mechanisms by which the COVID shot, that, that design of the mRNA technology is shutting off our natural God-given tumor suppressor genes and interfering with major pathways in our immune system that the body cannot defend against cancer. It is not, and a lot of what's called long COVID today yes. is not long COVID at all. It's COVID shot damage that doctors are refusing to tell people is real and is happening because of the shots and the boosters that the doctors themselves who are pushing the shots are getting paid to vaccinate more people. They get incentive payments from not only Medicare and Medicaid federal programs, they get incentive payments from private insurance companies, primary care doctors and doctors across America that are employees of the health systems and employees of large groups and contracted with the insurance companies, whether it's federal or private, they're all getting incentive payments to their improve their income for having higher percentages of vaccinated patients. So they're all pushing it. They're not telling people about the damage. And this is all well documented. This is not speculation. It's not my opinion. I've seen the insurance documents. Anthem, Blue Cross, for example, it sent out a flyer that said, if you reach these targets, you'll get an additional $125 per patient for the vaccine. And then you start doing, a, okay, a typical panel in a primary care doctor's office, maybe 3,000, 4,000 patients. You do the math. You get 90% of those vaccinated at $125 a pop on the incentive. You're making a pot full of money. Well, well. And it's not only the patients are not told that. That's why I'm so vehement that patients need to be told that their doctor is getting an incentive payment. The hospitals are getting incentive payments to push these dangerous treatments. And and it's not only the coronary issues, the accelerated cancers, but uh, there's also an explosion. I'm going to have you address as well an explosion of miscarriages after the COVID shots. There was a Dr. Kimberly oh, Biss, Dr. Kimberly Biss, who just spoke at a hearing by Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene in addressing miscarriages, said this. She said, I've never seen this before. Beside a multitude of miscarriages, what's concerning is, is that while patients got their injections in 21 or 22, we're still seeing lingering effects. She said a miscarriage rate would be in the range normally of about 4% as it was in 2020. This doubled in 2021 to approximately 7 to 8%. And alarmingly, the miscarriage rate doubled again in 2022, all the way up to a staggering 15%. Well, yes, there's a very logical explanation for that. And we were warning about that two years ago. Yes, you were. And Dr. Yeadon came out in October 2020 saying that this was likely to happen because there is a similarity between the spike protein in the COVID shots and the syncetin protein that's needed to make a placenta. And the, the spike protein was damaging. It's an autoimmune reaction to the spike protein that then triggers the body to attack its own natural protein needed for the placenta. We've been warning about that since the fall of 2020 and predicting that this was going to be a problem. And of course it would be an ongoing problem and a rising problem because if you've damaged the body's ability to make a placenta, and that doesn't count the damage of the lipid nanoparticles to the ovaries and the oocytes. So it is affecting fertility before you even get to the point of having an established pregnancy and then have a miscarriage. So, and the lining of the uterus was affected by the spike protein damage, it causes inflammation in the lining of the uterus. The uterus can't support the pregnancy. The vascular is, is damaged. These are, these are permanent effects. 
that young women in reproductive age, we desperately tried to warn people, do not get the shot if you're reproductive age, male or female. It damages the testicles in men. It damages the ovaries in women. It damages the uterine lining. It damages your ability to make a placenta. The gene contamination, the DNA contamination is incorporated into the oocyte so, and the sperm, so things are carried to the next generation. This is devastating damage to human reproduction, Jim. And we were desperately trying to warn people not to get the shot. But then you look at what happened with ACOG, American College of OBGYN. They were paid by the federal government incentive payments to push the shots for pregnant women. And calling him and safe. And reproductive age women. And calling him safe. I know. It, 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 the, these, these literally are... Dr. Zev Zelenko, uh, God rest his soul, he was such a pioneer and, and so prescient. And he and I and several others, um, later Dr. McCullough, there were, there were a lot of people. And Dr. Yeadon was out there early on warning people. And we were trying to say... This is experimental. We should not be using it in pregnant women. We should not be using it in young people who are not at risk for COVID. Stop getting the boosters. They're still pushing people, young people, to get the boosters. They're still pushing it in children. These are crimes against humanity, as Dr. Zelenko said, and I wholeheartedly concur with his assessment on that. You know, and and it's so disheartening to see young children uh, vibrant and healthy, and all of a sudden succumbing to a heart disease or 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 uh, you know, a matter going to uh, to the brain as as if they're having a stroke. I mean, we've we've seen cases like this repeatedly around the world. I know it, and and we're tracking that. We do a vaccine report every week on the whistleblower report, and people can listen to our whistleblower reports with my international experts at www.whistleblowerreports.org. And every week we do an update on what the data is showing about the damage and what are the efforts to stop it and what can people do. We've opened a Truth for Health Foundation store with professional-grade products for nutraceuticals that can help mitigate some of the damage from the COVID shots and improve health and resilience. I'm taking some of them myself. I didn't get the shot because I was concerned about the risk. It was experimental. They did not have time to develop it, and I knew I wasn't at risk of COVID. I just would, you know, we, I just treated my COVID patients. I treat my influenza patients. I treat the shingles patients. They don't need all these shots. And so I just have a more practical approach. If you get sick, we treat it. And if you're not sick and if you're healthy and work to stay healthy and do common sense things, you don't need the vaccine and they don't prevent shingles, they don't prevent the flu, and they don't prevent COVID. We'll be back in one minute with Dr. Elizabeth Lee Lee. Truthforhealth.org is her website. And uh, friends, uh, we, we've been told about these issues before. Dr. Vliet's been warning about them. There is something known as the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. But how reliable is it? We'll be covering that and also be opening our phone lines here shortly. So stay with us back in one minute here on Crosstalk. VCY invites you to obtain an audio recording of the Gospel According to John as narrated by Brad Canterbury. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John's Gospel, presenting the words of Jesus, the way of salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever... You can share this as a gift or for listening over and over on your daily commute. VCY America is making available this narrated Gospel of John on two CDs for a donation of $12. Call during business hours, 1-800-729-9829. That's 800-729-9829. But these are written, that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name.
listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valide, our guest here today. Uh, truthforhealth.org is her website. Uh, Dr. Valit, I'd like to uh, just get a word in about VARES. You've addressed this on, on previous interviews we've done as well, but uh, just wanting to know how reliable this is because uh, the British Medical Journal has revealed that the U.S. government keeps a private database for reported vaccine injuries. Uh, Jennifer Block of the VARES, uh, or, or journalist she is, Jennifer Block, but she said the VARES consists of a public database that only includes initial report of suspected vaccine injury cases, but there's also a private back-end system that all the updates and corrections like formal diagnoses or recovery or death are there. Not so evident to the public, though. And and also just making uh, uh, impact here that uh, there are many doctors that are saying that their reports were never given permanent IDs with with VARES, and and also one of three reports filed disappeared from the system entirely. Well, yes, Jim. We had whistleblowers who were involved in working with Medicare and the CDC who reported exactly that two years ago. So this is not new information. We we have been reporting all along that VAERS was not posting all of the reports, that they were not being transparent with the public about all the reports that were coming in. Truth for Health Foundation two years ago set up the Citizens Vaccine Injury Reporting System. But uh, sadly, people don't know that it's there because we get censored by this government in collusion with big tech. But we have been making an effort to bring these issues to the public's attention that theirs is hiding the damaged data. And so are primary care doctors across the U.S., those who are contracted with insurance carriers and working for as employees for large group practices and health systems are directed by their administrators mm-hmm. not to discuss vaccine connections with injuries and damage and not to report the injuries. Uh, we have that from whistleblowers, nurses, patients, other doctors in the system who have provided emails set from their administrators directing them not to report it. Now, that's, that's actually, people don't realize that when an organization, whether it's a pharmacy, a large medical practice, or a hospital, or any entity that has contracted with the CDC to be a vaccination center, they are required by contract with the CDC to report adverse, moderate and severe and above adverse events to theirs. And it stipulates in the contract, I have a copy of it, I've read it. It stipulates in the contract that failure to report vaccine adverse events to theirs, and they cite the civil and criminal federal statutes that are violated if the vaccination center fails to report. But failure to report is rampant mm-hmm. across America. Friends, uh, let's open our lines. Our number here to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829, 800-733-9829. If you have a question or a brief comment, for our guest today, Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valite. And while you're you're saying that, Doctor, I read an article in the Epic Times here just a couple of weeks ago about the Biden administration is actually increasing their staffing for the office that defends against vaccine injury lawsuits. They know something's going on here. Well, exactly. They've known it all along. They knew it they knew it at the time of the mandate for the military. They knew it at the, the FDA knew that Pfizer was hiding data from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And the Biden administration escalated the mandates across the board. In spite of knowing all of this, they've all admitted, the CDC and the FDA admitted that they've had this, they had the data. 
But by the time they've admitted it, whether it's in the British Medical Journal now or whether it's in the media now or the CDC admits it now in 2023, the damage is done. The damage for many people, particularly those, well, the damage is permanent if you're one of the people yeah. that died from the shot. And if you're one of the people that has been diagnosed with an aggressive late-stage cancer because they knew that it turned off the tumor suppressor genes that God gave our bodies to defend against cancer, and they knew it did that and they, they mandated it anyway, then if you're one of those people, you've got a death sentence hanging over your head. It's too late and, but, and for are, to have admitted it. And are we going down this road again? I mean, if if indeed we, you know, we are a party to this pandemic treaty and, and we sign and we allow the World Health Organization to determine, uh, yes, you must get a shot or you must do this, you must do that. Um, are, and, and, and we're seeing the, the push for vaccinations again with what's breaking forth in China at this time and scaring everybody you need to go this direction or your kids are going to be at risk. I mean, we're just, it seems like that's the playbook. Yep. Jim, that is the playbook that has been planned for the last 15 to 20 years. They were wargaming this 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I, I, I've heard it from military. I've heard it from people who work as who now are whistleblowers that have exposed all of this. This has been in the planning stage. They use exactly the, plane, the, the same playbook. Fear is the weapon they're using yeah. to control us. Fear is the virus everybody needs to defend against. And let's go back to what Scripture tells us. Yes. God does not give us a spirit of fear. And fear is a weapon of the enemy. What are we to do? We are to put on the armor of God and stand Amen. against the assaults of yeah. the evil one. Yeah. Our lines and are... that is what this is. This is fear used to control you, and fear about your health is one of the things that they know people will respond to and capitulate quickly. We're have it's phone psychological warfare. Phone lines are packed. Let's begin with Charlie in Lodi, Wisconsin. Charlie, you're on the air. Well, thank you, uh, both of you, for what you do. Really appreciate it. I'd just like to talk with the doctor briefly that it's not only the COVID shots that are dangerous. The BA, in their infinite wisdom, gave me a shot of shingles and pneumonia at the same time. And the next day, I was paralyzed from the neck down. Hmm. Put in a wheelchair, all the hair fell out of my legs. I almost died. When I told my oh, doctor my in the vaccination, she said, oh, that wasn't from the shots. You know, these people oh, went to denial. I disagree. Mm-hmm. Thank you both again. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah. Well, listen, you're, you made my point. Just everyone listening, just stop. Just say no. You don't need all of these shots. Shingles is treatable. Pneumonia is treatable. You just need to take care of yourself ahead of time. If you get sick, you can be treated. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's really important that you just don't let these practitioners keep putting all these shots in you. They're changing traditional vaccines over to the mRNA technology. They're determined to get mRNA technology a shot in every arm. That's the goal. You're the only person who can say no. Charlie, thanks God for the call. God gives us the right to bodily autonomy. Our body is God's. It is the temple of the Holy Spirit through which we serve him. You have a duty to God to take care of your body and to not let it be abused by a medical system that's out of control. Let's go to Cove, Oregon, and Diane, you're on the air. Yes, hello. Thank you for taking my call. Um, last night I was listening to an AM radio station, and they had a commercial spot come on that advertised a liquid drink, like a glass of water that you could take for COVID-19 that has now come out by Pfizer. And I was wondering if your guest knows anything about this. Thank you. Thank you. 
let me just say, I don't really trust much of what's coming out of Pfizer. I think Pfizer has a long, sorted track record over most of my medical career. There was clinical fraud in the Prozac trials. They have other shady. Um, they've, they've paid billions of dollars in fines for their false clinical trial data and in other settings. They're being sued for false claims under the COVID experimental shot. There are simple COVID prevention strategies that we've published for the last two years. Actually, I first wrote the patient guide in September 2020, and it's been updated. It's on our website at www.truthforhealth.org. And download our treatment guide. There's all kinds of safe, reliable, data-based strategies to reduce your risk of getting viral illnesses, including COVID, and to keep yourself healthy. We have videos that we've prepared on staying healthy. We have the nutraceuticals in our store that are designed carefully by me and our team to keep you healthy. We've got Mike calling from Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. You're on the air, Mike. Yeah, hi there. Thanks for taking my call. I sold products to vitamin stores, health food stores, and natural food stores for many years. And a few years ago, I read an article that stated how, of all things, coconut oil can prevent COVID-19. Since then, I've been adding organic coconut oil to my organic coffee every single day. I've been tested more than once. I've never had any of these uh, death jabs or vaccinations, mm-hmm. and I am as healthy as a horse. I think all your everybody listening should know they should use coconut oil uh, to, to prevent it. Period. Okay, let me, doctor, your thoughts. Well, I don't recommend a blanket statement across the board for everyone because that's not medically sound. Some people may benefit from it. It may be a helpful addition to other things, but you can't say that there's one magic bullet that prevents COVID for everybody. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having the problems we're Mm -hmm. having. I've treated a lot of very sick people, and it's not that simple. There's a combined approach that you need, which we've laid out in a very careful roadmap, user-friendly consumer guide, the early home treatment guide for COVID, that lays out in an organized way a lot of preventive strategies. And I'm here to tell you, there is no one answer for everybody. You've got to take it as an individual based on your needs and what your medical history is and what your risk factors are. And there are ways to get tested, which we've laid out, and there are nutraceuticals that combine to reduce your risk. So I, I... don't want people to think there's just one answer for everybody. Okay, thank you. And we're up against a break. Uh, we are going to take a break. And uh, Ruby, you stay on the line. We'll be with you shortly. And Sandra Marine, our number to cross talk 800 9829. Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valid, our guest. Her website, truthforhealth.org. For is F O R, truthforhealth.org. Back in one minute. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. We have a big problem, folks. Christianity is being criminalized greater than ever before. And it's not just Christians. It's those that are speaking Christian truths. You know, the Bible talks about laws and what to do with criminals. It talks about borders. It talks about defending the innocent. And we have some people out there that are talking who maybe are not Christians. But what they're saying is backing up Christian values, and they're being prosecuted. What am I talking about? People on social media talking about violent crimes against Jews, talking about the intrusion of illegal immigrants into their country, whether it's in the U.K. or Ireland. They're not speaking words of hate or violence against anyone. They're speaking words of truth about defending innocent life and borders. That's a Christian worldview issue. And yet, some of them have now been arrested, are being charged with hate crimes. It is now a war on the Christians and the Jews.
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valite, our guest, president and CEO of Truth for Health Foundation. Truthforhealth.org is their website. And we've got a lot of people lined up here with questions. We begin with Ruby, who's been holding the longest in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Ruby, you're on the year. God bless Crosstalk and all the doctors that are standing up against this tyrannical medical system. Um, Dr. Dr. Elizabeth, I wanted to uh, present something to you. Do you think there's a relation between these little babies and children all of a sudden getting pneumonia? I wonder if the parents or the actual children are suffering a fallout from the actual COVID clot shot. Uh, you know, I think that's an excellent question, and I do think that that is a potential factor. Uh, and the other question I have is, are are the parents vaccinating these children, which then impairs their immune system, and they're more vulnerable? But yep. the whole issue of vaccine shedding is something that veterinarians have known about for decades. I was talking with my own veterinarian about it in 2020 and in fact and then in again in 2021 as it related to when the covid shots were were announced but but we were talking about some of that issue in 2020 related to the fact that they were talking about a vaccine so and and the chinese published a paper on that in 2017 showing the route through the body by which lipid nanoparticles and spike protein could be excreted from those who've been vaccinated. So I think your question is excellent. I think it's a very real possibility. But if doctors aren't doing the right testing, they won't pick it up. Thank you, Ruby. Uh, Sandra is next in Medford. You're on the air. Oh, thank you, Dr. Valit, for all that you do. My question is concerning shedding. It seems like most of the people that I know have had the COVID injections. I myself have not. But my concern is being around people that have. And I was wondering what your thoughts are on that. Well, and that was part of what I I just commented. I think the shedding issue is very real. It's I've seen medical papers on it. I've talked with veterinarians who describe it. In the veterinary world, um, it's one reason that they they will refuse to not vaccinate all the animals in a litter because they know that if they vaccinate some of the animals, the others will risk the illness. It's it's a complicated thing mm-hmm. from the standpoint of the veterinarian approach, but I do think that's a factor, and I I I think it's wise to. Um, be prudent about how you choose to spend your time with people. Thank you for the call. Maureen in Zanesville, Ohio, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. Thank you so much for this this conversation. Um, All of the physicians and providers in my area, they all have pushed the shots, and they've been, uh, our, our family doctor's been, He's pushing the flu shot and the COVID shot and everything, and my husband is disabled, so he's really going to be pushing the shot again here. Um, But we have not had it, my husband and I, um, but I have been experiencing some strange symptoms over the past couple of years, and now I'm supposed to be up for a spinal tap uh, through another uh, hospital system. Now, I'm not real excited about getting a spinal tap because he thinks I may have MS. Um, So having said all of that, we have been exposed. Everybody, our children have all had the shots, and everybody's had them around here. So we've had a lot of exposure to people that have had it. Mm -hmm. Um, Practically no exposure to people who actually had COVID, uh, but everybody's had the shots. So I guess my my questions would be... um, if this is MS, um, will your protocol work with with that? Um, I know don't know what else it could possibly. The neurologist seems to think that's where we're headed with this. Okay. Um, well, you but, might let me just uh, comment. 
because I can't give individual medical advice without doing an evaluation of a person. But um, you might want to consider getting a second opinion, perhaps a telemedicine second opinion with a neurologist in a different area and look at, and, and then the other thing that I would say, you can look at the diagnostic testing that we've listed in our educational guide for vaccine injury because people who have been around a lot of people who've been vaccinated may be dealing with some issues related to shedding. And some of the diagnostic testing that we describe in that may be useful if you have not already had that done. And there may be some less invasive diagnostic testing that could be considered instead of an, a spinal tap, which carries a certain risk of infection and complications. So I would, before you go down that road of assuming that that's the answer and ending up with going down the road of the spinal tap, you might consider having a second opinion first. Thank you. And one of the facilities, for example, that does second opinions remotely by telemedicine is the Barrows Neurologic Institute in Phoenix, Arizona. And you can go on their website and contact them about their second opinion services. It's Barrows? Because they will... Barrows, B-A-R-R-O-W-S. Okay, great. Thank you for your call. And friends, we're down to 30 seconds, so we apologize to others waiting here. Uh, we won't have time for additional calls here today. Uh, doctor, in the final half minute, what would you like to leave with our listeners? Just say no. Trust the Lord's design of your body. Take your actions to be healthy. You are in control of what you put in your body, and that means healthy choices, and it means being able to say no to medical treatments and vaccines that you do not wish to take. And if we all say no, we can stop the assault on our bodies and our freedom. Uh, freedom, uh, yes, and that is very much at stake right now. Truthforhealth.org is a website. Dr. Valid, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Jim. And friends, we thank you for joining us here today on Crosstalk. And, and again, not giving individual medical advice uh, to, to anyone here today, but friends, things need to be made aware of and contemplate. Check it out, truthforhealth.org. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.